for May 16th, 2018. This is episode 70 of the PHP Roundtable. Today we chat about all things WordPress. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. We've seen a little bit of a hiatus, unfortunately, this year, but that's because life has been happening to me very fast. Some good, some bad, but all in all, doing well. The big secret project that I've been sort of alluding to over the past year or so is nearing completion, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to announce it at PHP Tech at the end of the month. Hopefully, no no promises or anything, but hopefully I'll see you there at PHP Tech anyway. So what are we talking about today? WordPress. We've done a PHP Roundtable for almost four years and haven't done a WordPress episode yet, but we're making it happen now. WordPress is a lot more than just a blogging platform. In fact, it powers 30% of the internet, according to a recent W3 text report. So that's pretty insignificant. And since WordPress is written in PHP, we should totally talk about it. Oh, and in 11 days on May 27th, 2018, WordPress will officially turn 15 years old. Yay! Congrats to the WordPress community for such a long-running project. That's pretty significant. Now that we know what we're talking about, let's meet our panel. And in no particular order, we should start with the assistant to the hosting manager, the hosting, where, where did she go? Oh, <laughs> she's sleeping. Sudo, come here. We just got a brand new puppy, and her name is Sudo Bang Bang Powers hyphen Franzak. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the puppy thing going on where she gets like bursts of energy, runs all over the house, crashes into the couch, and here she is. Oh. Say hello, world. She's sniffing the microphone. So if you're listening in your car and you can't actually see the the video here, you'll have to go to the video and see this precious, adorable face. But this is the newest member of the family. She's she's only 10 weeks old, and we share the same birthday. She doesn't know PHP yet, but I'm determined to teach her some basics pretty soon. Isn't that right? We're going to use some chicken and to teach her some PHP. Hello, world. Oh, she's, she's ready to go to bed. She's like, <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm done with the panelists, though. Okay, so that's the first panelist. <laughs> Our next one, Ryan Welcher. He has over 13 years of experience as a web developer and is a lead web engineer at TinUp, building enterprise themes and plugins for WordPress. He's also a WordPress core contributor and component manager. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Coming back for round two. Yeah. We also have David Hayes, who runs WP Shoutout, a site which aims to make the best WordPress developers in the world. And he is the official follow-up emailer for doing the WordPress episode that we originally talked with Ryan and some others in a previous podcast. Welcome, David. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We also have Tessa Kriesel, developer advocate at Pantheon. She has uh, over a decade of developer experience and long-time involvement with the WordPress community. She's the leader of WordCamp Minneapolis St. Paul and founder of Outspoken Women. Welcome, Tessa. Happy to be here. And we also have Adam Silverstein, who's the lead developer at TinUp and serial open source contributor. Welcome, Adam. Hey, great to be here. We also have two more, two more. We have Jeremy Ward, who is a senior backend developer at Web Dev Studios, where he works on building WordPress infrastructure for large enterprise clients. He is passionate about modular design, developer tooling, and code quality, and is a past volunteer organizer for the WordCamp Minneapolis-St. Paul and Midwest PHP conferences. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And finally, we have Jenny Wong, community engineer at HumanMade, former organizer of the PHP Northwest and WordCamp London projects or events, does stuff with WordPress and the general PHP community and is leading the WordPress Code of Conduct project. Welcome, Jenny. 
Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's a lot of people. I'm so glad we're kicking this hiatus off, dusting the hiatus off with a bunch of people with a cool project called WordPress. So let's kick this thing off with a little story about how WordPress even came to be. Does anybody want to give the kind of the little history of how WordPress eventually became one of the most popular CMSs on the internet? So there was a thing called B2 Cafe Log. Um, whatever you think of WordPress with that weird capital P as a name, it's better than that one. Um, that was like a blogging software way back in the day. And basically this guy named Matt Mullenweg was like, I'm going to fork this, I think, to add features or maybe because B2 Cafe Log was dying. Um, and that's basically what where, that forking is what we call the start of WordPress. Um, a guy named Mike Little joined in on that. Yeah, um, so Matt was based in the States and uh, when Matt... Matt put that call out to see if anyone would join him in forking it. A uh, guy from down the road from where I live, um, Mike, um, responded back saying, yeah, you know, I'll join in. And that call back to like someone else actually saying they would fork it together um, is what happened. And that actually happened um, in February. And then the, the um, birthday that's coming up is the date of the first release. Nice. So how, how long have all y'all been uh, working with WordPress? Do you remember kind of some of the early stages of, of how it was back in the day? My first interaction with WordPress was back in the days when I was a Flash developer. And we had a, <laughs> uh, we, we had a client that wanted, uh, wanted to use this thing I'd never heard of called WordPress. And so I, I needed to install a plugin. I can't, can't even re remember the name of the plugin right, right now. And uh, uh, have it so it would output text files so I can pull it in, into my Flash project at the time and, and uh yeah and i i remember thinking what why would i want to use this pre-built cms i can build it all myself and 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 that was a horrible horrible thought <laughs> because it's so much easier just to install and go with it <laughs> but that was my first experience with wordpress i think everyone goes through that where they're like i just want to build it myself like then i can know exactly how it's being built and then you're yeah. like wait a minute now i have to maintain it and then you do it and you're like, man, this is so much work. I should get someone else to do this. And... Yeah. It's that also you end up with a, a project at work and someone's like, hey, we've got this WordPress project. You've never done WordPress, but we're pretty sure that you can like maintain this. Can you like just fix this one thing? And then can you add this feature? And then can you just build a whole entire different site? Um, which it's got to be one of the two that people end up on. That's how I got started. I actually started in Joomla and... Um, was building a bunch of Joomla sites and someone who I was building sites for was like, Hey, can you build me a WordPress site? Like it's still PHP. And I was like, I'm sure I can figure it out. Uh, started digging through and I was like, Oh my gosh, if Joomla had this like backend UI, it would be amazing. Um, and then from there really just dug pretty deep into WordPress and didn't go back except for a, here and there. I kind of fell into it. I was, uh, my, my first, my dev career began in earnest full time five years ago. And uh, the company that I worked for at the time, I was their only developer. And my boss had developed his own CMS that he was supporting, but was also doing a lot of WordPress work. And so, you know, I think everybody here has been has been working with it a lot longer. And so they they they've been around the block and they've kind of seen the nice things come about that I just got to have like used right from the start. I don't really remember when I first started using WordPress, but I came at it from building websites with Dreamweaver and HTML and. Um, for me, WordPress was a great way to give my clients uh, the ability to uh, modify their own websites, and it took off the burden of, you know, for me of helping them with day-to-day -day updates. It was just this awesome tool, I, and I could still do kind of the HTML, PHP stuff that I was used to once I learned the templating system. Um, so it gave me like a platform to build 
kind of the way I was building already, but with something that I could turn over to clients. Mine was um, to do with, um, I was a SEM framework developer at the time, and um, I was interning at a company in, in town, and they, ha they were running PHP Northwest, and they, the conference website was on WordPress, and they said, hey, can you just add this thing, this one thing? And it turned out, being the intern, um, all the other developers who worked at the company did not like doing any front-end work. So they were like, oh, just get the intern to do it, right? Um, so I ended up like learning how to theme WordPress because the designer had created these beautiful themes for um, the conference, and no one had actually like put them on the site. So I was just like given a whole bunch of designs and were like, build this. I was like, okay, we can we can do this, sure. Um, yeah, so totally like a because of the PHP community that I ended up in uh, in WordPress, which is I think really funny. Well, it's so cool how all y'all have a lot of experience just going uh, pretty far back with WordPress. But the the thing that's kind of crazy is that you know with that that 15 year anniversary coming up, that's like that's huge. That I mean for open source project, that's like. 500 years, you know. I, I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are um, about what what is um, that success due to, do you think? Or, or what do you think is the, kind of the primary reason to, to, for the project to go for so long? I think a big part of it is a maniacal focus on the people who end up using the tool. Um, a lot, of, especially like with regards to like PHP frameworks as a comparison, those are like focused on dev experience stuff. And WordPress is like a little bit actively hostile to improving dev experience specifically. Um, let's be honest about it. But it cares so much about that person who has WordPress, but you know they just think about it as, I have WordPress now. Um, making sure that they have an easy, good time. Making sure that like we're going to add auto-updating so that they don't have their site compromised. Like Those sorts of things. WordPress is focused there in a way that very few other things that we talk about in like the PHP ecosystem are. They're about like making developers more productive at building sites for clients. But WordPress is like, we want the clients to be powerful, um, kind of at the expense of most every other thing. And so that lets it be amazing for them and has them asking for it in a way that they would never probably ask. Like, oh, can you build this in Zend instead of Symfony? Like they don't even know what those things are in the most, in most cases. The fact that um, it was mentioned on Orange is the New Black was just kind of like such a weird experience for me. I totally missed that. What episode was that in? Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure now. It's, no, it's just it. like a... Yeah, it's definitely a scene where like WordPress is in the mainstream. Like when I have friends who are not developers or not in the tech scene, like they have nothing to do with computers. They are lawyers. They are, you know, pharmacists. And they talk about WordPress in such a user-friendly way. And I'm like... Oh, you you know this thing that I work on. This is so weird. It's that's mm. that's the power of it, really. Yeah, and I think when you compare it, like the user experience, I guess to some other sort of larger content management systems. I mean, it's it's very it's got a very di distinct. This is the front end versus this is the back end. Whereas something like 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 Drupal, well, at least the the last time I, I used it, which was quite a while ago, was very much, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't know where I was. Am I, am, am I editing this page or am I just looking at what it looks like, like to normal users? So I think, I think that really makes it super, it's like dead, dead simple for people who aren't tech savvy to be able to know I'm going in, I'm going to edit this page. And then when I press update or publish, it's going to go live. And, um, it's, you know, like people, people are putting WordPress on their resume as like, I can, I can use WordPress. I, I know WordPress and these are like marketing people. So I think that that really speaks to its ease of use and, um, that it, it, it is becoming like sort of the de facto 
it's a controversial statement, but it, the sort of like the CMS for the internet. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's a cheap mic, right? We don't want to yeah, drop, yeah. drop the really fancy ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mic drop and quickly catch. I, 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 I definitely agree with you, though. I mean, like if you look at like Drupal 8 and, you know, I've been, um, I run some like open sprint days where like we have Drupal people, WordPress uh, people and um, Joomla people in the same room, like contributing to the, you know, open source project of choice. And, like, I've been in the room when the Joomla community were asking, well, how does WordPress deal with the with the um, menu system? And I'm like, I'm right here. You don't even have to, like, install it. I, I can just turn my screen around. And I, it's definitely an interesting concept that because we are so popular as a CMS, other people are looking at us and saying, well, how have they managed that? And I think it's... a an interesting factor that we have to place because we do have all that history behind us with, you know, working with users as well. So I, I want to say like there are some technical merits that I think have made WordPress really successful, but after being in it for a while, I honestly think it's the community that has made it so successful. Um, the, the viral nature of its success has to do with people using it, being happy with it, and then telling other people about it. Like people came to me wanting WordPress websites. I didn't have to go out and sell that. Um, they had already heard about it. Um, but to the technical merits, I do think actually um, for developers, it's an awesome experience, the ability to extend WordPress in so many ways and be able to upgrade it and not have your plugin break just because you upgraded WordPress. I don't think that happens in other platforms. So as a developer, it's been awesome. I think for small business owners, it's great because it gives them that ability to like edit their content and own their own website in a way that they previously couldn't or they you know can't with other systems maybe. Um, and then the other thing I think that's that's led to its success is its scalability. I mean, I work on websites at Ten Up that get millions of page views a day, sometimes 50 million page views in a day, and they're built on WordPress, uh, the same WordPress that small business owners use to run their little websites. And uh, the fact that a, you know that a platform can scale to, to to that ability and be used across all these different verticals is, I think, part of why it's so popular. I think Adam raises a good point. Like when you think about um, WordPress's mission, right? WordPress's mission was to, it was and is to democratize publishing. And so they started off as like kind of this blogging platform that over time kind of grew to add more features and eventually came to serve like the broader space. And, and that blogging platform served that community aspect where you could connect with other people all throughout the world. And, and because everyone who uses WordPress is like, pretty much a pretty fierce advocate for it, you know, I think like that l lends itself to like a, a helpful community, like a happy community, uh, a very like participatory community that wants to help others achieve goals that they that they want. And I think that's been a big part of its success. That's awesome. Well, it, it's, it seems like with WordPress, it's not just a blogging platform anymore, right? Like it, it may have started that way, but like it seems like with, with, with what you all are saying is that it's, it's, it's a lot more than that. I'm curious where, how far you all have pushed WordPress. Like what can we do with it outside of just blogging, like e-commerce, forums, whatever? Like what, what's, some of your, um, what's some of your examples that you've, that you've done where you've just kind of pushed, pushed it to its limit? Well, you can do anything with WordPress at this point. I, Not that you should. <laughs> yeah, you can. You're like with, I mean, we've we like at, at Ten Up, we've we've done you know lots of stuff. We I, we built apps that that run off of it. We um, 
we we've we've used it um, strictly to manage content in a in a full React site. I mean, personally, I've I've built Android applications that that use REST APIs to pull in content and serve it offline. I mean, you literally, if you can think of it, you can probably do it. Whether you should do it, that's a whole other probably podcast but um that's that but yeah i, I mean i think i don't think i think the limit is is basically your imagination at this point yeah and i'll just call out that like to people who aren't in the wordpress space the fact that there is like pretty well-known well-regarded forum software that you just add into wordpress without being a developer or you know there's this thing called BuddyPress, which is like what if you wanted a social network like facebook but simpler like you can just turn that on as an end user of wordpress and suddenly you have that or woocommerce which is like one of the biggest e-commerce platforms in the world is just like a wordpress plugin that you install and you go through the little wizard to set it up and suddenly you can sell things on this wordpress site that you know if you told me 10 years ago that you would sell stuff off of wordpress site i would have been like what why but it it works you know thousands and thousands of stores use it on the internet every day so. and it's not just the small sites right it's also like you know um lots of our companies all have worked with large publishing companies so you've got big publishing houses but it's not just that either you've got banks as well um one of my first projects at human made was um an investment bank called newton and you know as long as it's a content it's all about what it is that you're storing and what is it that you're you're serving to the rest of the world if you're serving content and that's what in the basis that's what we're really talking about then wordpress is a great platform for that it's a great platform for pushing content and that's why you know you can push content to a mobile app or anything else and it just does it because that's all it is it's just a content pusher cool that was actually kind of leading into my next question about who wordpress is most suited for and it sounds like content creators right is that would you say that the ideal person for wordpress or i'd say hands down yeah <laughs> yeah probably like publisher type mm -hmm. folks i mean like i i know that that's probably the, that makes up the majority of our clients at 10 up or it's, it's sort of content creators but i mean there's also you know the mom and pop stores that are selling you know small things or like i i think i think the usability of wordpress makes it uh, makes it a, a good fit for people who just want a website and want it to be simple and like who maybe don't have a dev team or don't even know what a dev team is <laughs> right but then you take it all the way up to the the enterprise level um and it, it's really good for content publishers like, like like exceptionally good especially with all the stuff with like amp and all of that i mean uh i think i think it really anybody can can use it but it does probably lend itself more to to the publisher um style uh person or company yeah like anyone who just wants to put data out there i i wouldn't like for example one of my original projects i worked on was not not for him made but for like a different company was an accounting software like i'm not going to build an accounting software through wordpress it's just a lot of data that I, that i would see to be a bit far-fetched but it's really like if you're just putting data in to be stored out and there's so much you can do and so many sites and most of the web let's face it is that it's just content encounter out yeah, I, the one, the analogy I like to use is that um, Microsoft Word kind of like is desktop publishing to most people, like the ability to make a poster or a pamphlet or whatever. And there's a way in which WordPress really feels like the exact same thing on the web. But the things you want to add functionality wise are endless. 
So people can get that core experience of like, I don't have to understand what HTML and CSS is, and I can make websites. Um, and then they can go pretty far in the direction of like, wow, this is complicated with like adding WooCommerce and suddenly like you can do lots of cool stuff and you start to have like performance issues if you get really popular. But, you know, that's far down the road for most of the people who are using it because like the same way that most magazine publishers um, don't lay out their stuff in Word, you wouldn't like necessarily think to build an e-commerce system in wordpress but you could probably like make some pretty cool catalogs <laughs> in word if you wanted i feel like that's like as as democratizing as desktop publishing is from like things like word i feel like wordpress does that same thing true that well i've been hearing the gutenberg project or some something i've been hearing this keyword gutenberg being dropped here what what is gutenberg what what is what does it have to do with P, with wordpress uh, to just follow on, like, I think WordPress has been tiny MCE for a lot of people who are, like, trying to get into desktop publishing for a long time. And for those who aren't familiar, tiny MCE is that, like, very common web box with, like, the bold button and the italics button and so on. And I think Gutenberg is really, like, a, a, an attempt to respond to the fact that that doesn't cover the, the variety of HTML you want to create, the variety of styling you want to have in quite the way that it should. And so Gutenberg is basically an attempt to revamp the visual editor in WordPress to make it more powerful and more page buildery, for lack of a better word, um, so that people can like maybe lay out two columns next to each other, which is exceptionally hard in the current interface for WordPress. Without knowing HTML, you're just like lost on that. Yeah, I think it, I think Gutenberg's really exciting. Um, for me, I really like to use advanced custom fields and I built out a theme that like uses advanced custom fields to like drag and drop bits of content all over the place. And now I'm like, sweet, this thing that I thought was super great, like years ago and have start and use on every site that I work on, like is now becoming a part of WordPress where you can drag and drop all these different bits of content. You can embed, you know, video or audio, or you can have just regular text. There's images, there's like different galleries. I mean, it's, it's really awesome in the way that you can just start to like bring content all over the place. And then obviously, you know, everyone who is a developer and who's passionate about it, they're going to start building out these different Gutenberg blocks and um, you'll be able to do the same thing where you're just adding to it. So I think it's really exciting, um, especially in terms of like that modular design. For people who, who aren't fully aware, like it's uh, it's Gutenberg is like a react based block building system in WordPress where you're like, if you're familiar with the edit screen at all, it completely takes it over. So there's no meta boxes on the, on the, on the sides anymore. There's none of that stuff. It's a complete editing experience. Um, it's still being developed, but, but that it's uh, so it's a, it, it represents a major, major departure from what we've seen in WordPress and a backwards compatibility breaker. So it's, it's not backwards compatible. And that's a, that, that's a big milestone for the WordPress project. I think I don't know of many other features except maybe the media modal that, that was really, is not that backwards compatible so it's i mean i i think it's really cool we're going to do some really really cool things with it but it's it's also very interesting and possibly scary time for wordpress for that reason you know in some ways i would argue that uh gutenberg is wordpress like if you really want to like step away from the project and not think about it as just like a new editorial experience the way that the core team is working about or bringing about everything into Gutenberg, like we are talking about short codes and widgets and menus and all this different stuff that you're going to be able to pull into this thing at one point. It's the entire back end experience of WordPress, you know, and, and at some point, 
I, I kind of just feel like, hey, you know what, we're not even going to call it. I don't know if there's a, I think there's a ticket out there on GitHub or whatever in the project to be like, hey, we need to give this thing a real name. I think it's going to be wind up, it's going to wind up being called WordPress because that's what it is. <laughs> it's just a new way of thinking about it. Well, yeah, I, and I mean, it, 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 it is modifying the probably the mostly used screen and we're in the entire interface, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you go to edit or create or anything with content, you, you're, you're going to see this screen. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can definitely see how... It, it, it is the new WordPress. Um, the, I have some concerns that there'll, there'll be a bit of a divergence until all the kinks are worked out where you're, because people like you can't just, you're not just going to be able to upgrade to 5.0. That's the version that, that, that Gutenberg is supposed to be shipping with because it's going to fundamentally change a lot of things. And if your plugins and your themes aren't set up and ready for that, um, you're going to have to turn Guten, uh, Gutenberg off. And then, mm -hmm. so we get into this, sort of weird area where some sites may never ever uh, upgrade which is a horrible idea because now you're running an island of potential security holes um or they're just gonna have gutenberg turned off the whole time and never never get to that that point so then you know it becomes well does your site have gutenberg on or off that that's what's gonna be the first question most freelance developers are gonna ask because they, mm -hmm. they're gonna need to know how do i how, how do i work with this if i'm working for you but uh i mean i'm sure we'll figure it out and and get it all working and metal boxes will be a wonderful thing that, that, that work. But, um, I mean, it's get it's getting closer. I think the thing about the whole Gutenberg project, um, is that the last time the WordPress has actually had a backend update, like in terms of like visual update was like before my time. And I've been mm -hmm. working on WordPress for like eight years. And I think it came out in 2.7, if I remember correctly, when the last big change for the backend editor, visually um, was done. And, and I remember that because I remember thinking it looked ugly and then like two weeks later, 3.0 came out or something and it was just amazing. Um, but like, I think because WordPress for better or for worse has had a very similar um, aesthetic for a long time, change is even harder than when you're, you're used to change, if that makes sense. Good point. It's very interesting to hear the impact that Gutenberg may may have on WordPress because I was really kind of curious about that. I was going to follow up with questions uh, about that, but you all covered it really well. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted to add one thing, which is it's it's going to be a big change for developers as well because as developers we've primarily interfaced with WordPress via PHP, and Gutenberg is entirely JavaScript. Um, and in fact, when we have tinkered with WordPress JavaScript, we've been able to just go into the browser, drop into the console, and tinker with the JavaScript. Now we are introducing a build process, um, because we're writing React, and we're writing JSX, and we have to have Babel, we're writing ES6. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a, a big kind of jump that we're asking developers to make with the introduction of Gutenberg, which is, a, which is also a big change for the project. It's, um, it's going to be really interesting to see. Have we ever had a project change that big for developers? I feel like the answer is no. No, and in fact, we are doing, a, in corollary with it, we're doing a reorganization of core JavaScript. We're moving all of our JavaScript out of core and introducing a build process. So as a developer, you will actually need to run a build to, to work on JavaScript in core. Um, and part of that is to also handle all of our legacy JavaScript and have a way of organizing it in a way um, before the build uh, that makes logical sense so that then we can build it into kind of the legacy locations that we have to keep from, for backwards compatibility. But also to set us up for the future, you know, for being able to be a mm -hmm. modern project, which we do have a lot of legacy structure that we have to maintain. Just to, to follow on Adam's point, we're also breaking out a lot of 
a lot of um, items in in core now into into packages into npm packages. So we have like the like Adam's hook hooks library, and there's a URL one and a bunch of stuff to 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 allow them to be pulled into to to plugins and and whatnot. So it's a it's a real. I know from being a predominantly PHP dinosaur that that it's it's like sometimes I I I feel like I'm bashing my my JavaScript into submission to get it to work, but it's uh, it's definitely there's a learning curve, but I think it's uh, I think it's going to, I mean it's going to make us all better developers, but it's also going to get going to make WordPress better. This isn't on the approved topic list, Sammy, but I think <laughs> something that's like an interesting point about Gutenberg and about the success of WordPress and everything in general is that. You know, part of WordPress's success and part of PHP's success is that it's so accessible. Like any new developers can get in, get started, and get and like familiarize themselves with how to build things. And WordPress, in particular, is as far as theming it. Like even if you're like a new dev, you can get up and running with it very easily. Gutenberg's going to change that. And and this build the learning how, like build tools and getting into like that community of like knowing the established processes and everything is going to get a little bit more difficult with as we like transition into that. To, just to that point, we are really trying to help that, with that with documentation and also like um, with a new version of EPV that does initiates the build automatically, uh, and just giving developers the tools they need so that it is sort of just a one click whatever chassis whatever they're using as their development tool, so that you know, try to make it easy for people to, to get into this mm -hmm. process and hopefully everyone's better at the end. That's actually my huge concern um, about Gutenberg is that I currently teach a lot of classes with Girl Develop It here in Minneapolis. Um, and so I teach intro to HTML and CSS and like all of that awesome stuff to kind of kickstart them. And then I'm always like WordPress should be our next thing because like you'll start to figure out how content works, how databases work. And now it's kind of one of those things I'm like, sure, they can still do that. But I do feel like they're, it's not, it really isn't my go-to of like, oh, once this Gutenberg thing is alive and it's a part of WordPress, like, can I really send these students to WordPress and tell them this is a way to learn? Um, and I'm worried about that in terms of being able to provide them something that they can get started with. I think that's a fair point. I mean, I, I know, I know that like, we're, there's, so, there's sort of two sides of this that we're talking about that we're talking about to, like, like how to, how to work with core contributing the core doing the build process for, for like, like core contributing, but then also how to work with Gutenberg and like, mm -hmm. as it, like I'm building a plugin, I, I want to add a block that does whatever. And how, how, how do I do that? Like, I know that there are tools out there. Like for example, uh, WPCLI has a scaffold command that that'll spin up uh, like a block for you with sort of like a, some boiler point stuff and you can kind of fill in the, the blanks there. And there are some other, um, NPM modules and stuff like that. That'll do, I think it's NPM will, will do that for you. So I think, I think just like anything, like learning by example is because that's how a lot of people like learn PHP development is through WordPress. So they open up a theme and they go, Oh, okay. Get the title. What does that do? Okay. And, and you know, so if you have a, like a boilerplate block that does simple things, um, that's a great place to learn. There's also uh, like Zach Gordon's got a really good course uh, out there on introduction to Gutenberg, um, which I'm not getting paid for saying that, Zach. But um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like like th those kind of resources I think are going to be really really uh, powerful for people trying to learn th this stuff. I mean, you don't have to write it all in JSX either. Like you can write it in in non ES ES6 or ES Modern or whatever. You can write it in sort of what do you want to call it legacy javascript is that what we're, is that what we officially call it now legacy <laughs> vanilla JavaScript? vanilla javascript vanilla javascript okay so non but non-babble javascript yeah it's a great point that like wordpress is like a gateway for developers right it's how developers it's a great and when we introduce a build process it does make it harder i don't think it does make it harder 
it does it. Like it gives you the sense that it's harder because there's one step separating the code that's running in your browser from the code mm -hmm. you're looking at in your Sure, tool. sure. But I think you've got to remember, and I like I remember being at uni and learning how to code for the first time. And I remember like everything just seems hard. Like everything <laughs> it right. looks magical right. and everything is mm -hmm. just like what on earth is this thing that I'm looking at? But the reality of it is, is that they know no different. Like, when you are new, you know no different. You don't know how easy or hard it is because you just know what you have been given. And so I think we have to give new people who are coming into development and, you know, the credit that they've learned to walk and talk, they definitely can learn to code. <laughs> and how hard is something that we think is hard because we've already learned something that's easier but it's only easier because we think it's easier, not, you know, they will just be like, oh, it's JavaScript, whatever. When I look at new developers who have gone through boot camp, um, you know, people who have changed jobs or changed careers and gone through boot camp, and they come out and they're doing JavaScript stuff, which to me is like mind blowing. But to them, it's just like, yeah, it's just JavaScript. I think that's the thing that we are constantly worried about, but I don't think we need to be worried about it because like my faith is in the WordPress community. Um, like. Adam said at the very beginning, the thing that brings people in is the WordPress community. And the thing that we have always done so well is one, support each other, and two, write really good documentation. And three, if you're not sure, just ask the person next door to you and they'll tell you the answer if they know it or pass your question on. And I feel like those three things will keep us going and help us to move to whatever next crazy project past Gutenberg um, that we decide to end up doing because we'll write good documentation so we can learn JavaScript together and get better. And for anyone who's new into the projects, they will just see it as that's how things are done. I mean, who here can remember writing like, you know, C++, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's a time when PHP wasn't around and people just made it easier and easier for the next generation. And so we just have to have faith that we're gonna do our best, build the best and, you know, ship it at some point. I think that's true. I think there's still going to be people that don't want to do it as their daily job, though, that it's a huge undertaking to learn all that. Because like most of the the students I would say that I teach are either like stay at home moms that are like, oh, I just need something to do or I want to write a recipes blog or I want to build my first website. And like HTML and CSS is like something to overcome to begin with, obviously. And then and then like, oh, cool, here's a WordPress theme. Start to learn some PHP so you can figure out where this comes from. And it's like, oh, wait, if you want to take that anywhere else, you also need to learn JavaScript. So I think like the adding those, I mean, and it's going to be great and, and it's all fine, but like, I'm definitely, um, uh, I'm like apprehensive about that being like their go-to if they really want to like get started and start building something. Um, and sure, they don't have to do the JavaScript part of it, but yeah, it's, it's going to change things for sure. To Jenny and Adam's point, like documentation is key, yeah. right? Like, and WordPress has been really great at that. Uh, is, and I guess it's a call to action and a reminder to myself and others that it's an open source project. Any of us can contribute that documentation and any of us who knows how to uh, work with Gutenberg or who is involved in the development with it should be actively working to like write down how it's done so that we can help those new people get involved. Yeah, the other thing I wanna make sure I think is true um, is that like themes stay basically the same. The content which is like the magic WordPress function that outputs the the contents of TinyMCE is basically just going to be 
like the same mystery meat it is now to new developers. If you don't need to make a Guten block, you don't need to figure out all of the like build process and JSX stuff. Mm-hmm. You can still just write the PHP and HTML to my best understanding of the situation. So there is like that, all of that history still is relevant. Like now short codes are going away, but you can still probably write them because this is WordPress. You'll probably be able to write a short code for the next 10 years. So, I mean, I think there is like some give and take there, but a lot of things that are built into WordPress stay the same basically. And we're just changing what the content is structured with and by and like putting a bunch more HTML comments in there. So I think that is the other thing is that like I learned how to be a PHP developer from WordPress for better and worse. Um, and I, th- I think that process would still work, like get in there. And as, as Ryan mentioned, just like, be like, well, I, what happens if I like put some PHP around this? Oh, it worked. Cool. Oh, that didn't work. You know, that same process you can still do in a WordPress theme. I think, um, it's just that if you wanted to be like, oh, now I need a block, then you do hit that extra speed bump of like, what is going on? There is some talk about being able to work entirely in PHP to register custom blocks. Um, there's a there's a plugin that enables that currently, mm-hmm. and there's talk about bringing that into Gutenberg itself. Um, just similar to how you do can do in the customizer, where you can work entirely in PHP, and essentially that that API is mirrored over in JavaScript. Um, so it's quite possible that you will be able to continue working and developing completely in PHP and not have to get into that JavaScript world um, more than you might imagine. I think the problem is at the moment is that we, like Gutenberg has been going on for a little bit now, and like there's no, there's no like hard, like this is Gutenberg. Like Gutenberg is still a f- not free flowing, but it's still flowing. It's still like a squidgy thing that's constantly changing. Well, and like so people are not too sure where these edges are going to end up being, and so that's where like especially with developers, a lot of the uncertainty comes from, and obviously. Being a develop like being developers ourselves, um, and listening to our peers who are all in the developer bubble, you know we're a lot more concerned about these things than you know other people. Um, my biggest concern is really the accessibility, like keyboard accessibility of the project, mm-hmm. of like just WordPress's project. But to see that WordPress now has an accessibility statement, you know, calms my fears a bit because it means that you know we are taking this seriously and we're not gonna change the editor and go back a step as well because to a lot of people that accessibility that ability to use keyboard only is their bloodline and so that's an important part of the whole way we work with wordpress I love how just asking the question about Gutenberg has, has gotten on for a really long time for this this section. And I seriously, in the show notes, I have like a bunch of things where I was just trying to think like, well, because I don't use WordPress, like I've I've just I've dabbled in it here and there, but I'm, I was just kind of like, what can we talk about? So I had like a big list of stuff, and literally the Guten thing, the Gutenberg thing was like one line, like what is Gutenberg, and then it's like okay, and here's the fifteen thousand other things. But I love that that um, that happens a lot on the PHP roundtable where I just write like one little thing that I don't think is like a big deal, and all of a sudden it's like oh wow, this is kind of like the core of everything. Um, and it's interesting to see its impact on everything. And I know we've mentioned a couple times how WordPress has to maintain a bunch of legacy code because um, I was looking on the website and WordPress supports super duper legacy end of life PHP versions all the way back to. P- 
PHP 5.2, which I think says a lot for WordPress that they're able to maintain that backwards compatibility, but also for PHP itself, that you can have a project that runs on both PHP 5.2 and every version all the way up to PHP 7.2. That's insane. Like, what other <laughs> programming language can can you do that in? I mean, that's 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 a huge testament to backwards compatibility embracing in the entire community altogether. Um, but I'm I'm curious what your all's thoughts are on um, the idea of dropping end of life versions for PHP for future WordPress <laughs> yes. releases. And I know Jenny has a, a, is getting excited. She has a talk on this, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. I'm so excited. I have literally, I remember like the first time I ever met a whole bunch of the Americans at WordCamp San Francisco. And my first question was like, so I'm from the PHP community. Like, why haven't we done this yet? And everyone was like, well, and they gave me good answers. And, you know, <laughs> I could understand why they haven't done it. When you are responsible for so much of the web, um, you kind of realize these numbers are daunting. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I am not in Adam's shoes, to be frank. <laughs> That's why I hang out with the community team. We can't break things like code. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it's, it's, it's a testament to the core team to like willingly to do this. But the, the long, short end of this is there is a project in WordPress called Serve Happy, which has a bunch of people um, working on pushing WordPress up to, you know, the later and greater versions of PHP. Um, but because we are user first, quite frankly, um, we can't just drop the ball. We can't just, like, tell a whole community of people that we're just going to leave you hung up and dry when we've looked after you for so long. And so there is an education program going out at the moment. Um, it's not finished yet. Um, and it's, but it's a lot of fun and definitely means that like probably by, by the end of the year, we're going to be seeing lots and lots of people getting behind this. So if you want to Google anything or search for something, um, search for surf happy WordPress. Um, and that should bring up a whole bunch of information on that. Uh, Georgie uh, Baggiano, I think is how you say his last name, the, one of the core co uh, contributors to um, or maintainers of, of the Composer project, recently released a, um, a blog or like a post about the PHP versions that are being adopted. Um, and it looks like PHP 7.2 is seeing the fastest adoption rate of uh, any of the previous uh, PHP versions since uh, they've been gathering the statistics on that. Um, on that, Of course, it's a subset of the community. It's only the people who are using Composer and things. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, does, does, Word, does WordPress have similar statistics? Are they able to see what versions of PHP people are using for WordPress? So Michael Beckwith, one of my, my coworkers at WebDev, he uh, tracks this daily, and I always forget the link. It's uh, WP Central. Um, there's, there's, so there's two. There's a, on the WordPress.org official website, there's a um, WordPress.org slash stats, or is it slash about slash stats? Um, I can't remember. It's one of the two. So there's a, there's a page which gets updated daily, um, but it doesn't track the history of it. And then you've got another pay, uh, page which is actually tracking that. Um, which is like wpcentral.io or something. I use them in my talks, so I have the links on my machine. Um, and, and yeah, like, I think if you look at, there's at least a quarter, which is on a non-end-of-life PHP version, if I remember correctly. And 5.2 is getting smaller. It's like kind of tiny bit. Oh, I'm just, I just pulled it out. You're right. It is uh, WordPress.org, forward slash about, forward slash stats. And the funny thing is the first chart, it's saying 53.1% are on version 4.9. And I was like, holy crap, that's a really old version of PHP. I didn't even know it worked on that. And then I realized <laughs> it's a WordPress version. Of 
<laughs> so uh, when you scroll down, the second chart is for PHP versions, and it looks like the most people are running on 5.6, um, which, uh, you know, it's not end of life yet, but um, but that, that's really encouraging to see a big chunk um, big uh, out of the 5 are starting to get out of the 5x branch, but it looks like 18% at 7 are using 7, 8.4% are using 7.1, and looks like 1.4% are using 7.2. So that's actually a much bigger chunk than I expected. So it looks like uh, overall the vast majority of people are on 5.6 or above. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then, like, I think what's really awesome is that like um, just like a hat tip to... Um, the, what the core team did, which was to go to hosting providers and work with a lot of people. And this happened like, gosh, I was in San Francisco in 2014 and they were already doing this, where they were talking to some of the biggest hosting providers in the world and saying, hey, we know you have large amounts of WordPress sites. We know you're running them on old versions of PHP. What can we do and how can we help to get you moving them off PHP? Because ultimately... We are developers. We would like them not to be on something old so that we can have nice shiny things and, you know, date time that actually works would be lovely. Um, and, you know, hosting providers were awesome and, and responded to that call out. The unfortunate thing is there are millions of hosting providers all across the world, which is the long tail end of the comet, you know, that, you know, it's just... The amount of time and effort for one support engineer to do that per company and those margins for those companies are so small that it makes it really hard for them to justify updating sites and, and PHP versions because, you know, the money's not there and that's understandable. And so what I think is really interesting is over the last uh, year or so is, um, or even two years, certain plugins just saying, right, you know, core team have done their thing. We're going to do our thing from the bottom. And we're going to say that, you, like, we are only supporting, you know, WordPress, uh, our plugin, if it's on PHP 5.4 or 5.6 or 7.0. And they are incrementally doing this um, from 2 to 5.2 to 5.3 because it means that they can target a certain subset of people and see how much support actually is required per version upgrade. And I think that's you know, where the general community can get involved because if you have a PHP, a WordPress plugin rather, you can now set the PHP minimum requirement, I think, on your plugin and it just comes up and there are talks about making that so that if you're on that version, then, you know, it will come up with a, with the whole, you know, you're you're not on the, the right PHP version. This These are the details you need to do to upgrade your hosting provider. And it's, and so there's, there's all these things that are happening as part of the Surf Happy project, which means that all the dominoes and all the ducks are getting lined up and, you know, it's going to be a great big party because I'll definitely be at front of that party, but <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the fact that we are up to date with, you know, PHP versions. There is a big caveat, though, and the caveat is the PHP community is dropping support of their versions quite quickly and quite aggressively. If they're doing it year on year, the reality of it is, is that users aren't going to be doing this that often and it's gonna be really hard to encourage them to do this all the time. And so there is, there, there is something to be said about, you know, long ends of life and, you know, not, and they don't have to be decades long. They just have to be, you know, a sensible time because you're talking about people's businesses and, you know, 
the PHP community seems to have this, at least from my point of view, has seen as a mindset of like, hey, we're just going to drop all these, you know, versions of PHP and, you know, that's all great and dandy. But if they start deciding to drop them every year or every six months, that's going to be just unreasonable to expect people to be doing that constantly, especially if there's like large things that need updating and stuff. It's just going to, we're just going to be like racing on a treadmill that's just getting faster and faster. And I don't know if that's sustainable or not. And, I'm, and that's what I'm concerned about when it comes to this whole pushing people forward, which is fantastic. But then how fast are we going to end up having to push them is another question. I love this topic. I think we I, we could probably get really deep into this, actually. Um, this is a really great point. I, I do know we're kind of getting close to wrap-up time. Anybody? Does anybody absolutely need to head out? Because uh, if so, I can I can give you a, an opportunity to shameless plug real quick. I, yeah, I have to I head out at, right at one. But, okay, uh, cool. So, Ryan, uh, you want to kick off and then Tessa after that? And um, just, just just in case we – because I, I do I, – there's there's so much more in the show notes. I, I'm not going to be able to get to all of it. But I want to make sure that we at least get to, like – uh, two or three other points, um, and then we can uh, wrap up from there. But just want to make sure that I don't, uh, you know, respectful of all your all's time. So, uh, Ryan, you want to go ahead and give your shameless plug so you can drop out a little bit later? I guess my I'll plug 10up. Uh, we are, uh, if you want to come do cool things in WordPress, come work for 10up. Um, it's the 10up, is hiring.com site still up? I don't know. Check it out, 10up.com slash careers and see what's going on. And if you're interested in, in contributing to WordPress core, there is a Twitter bot out there called at good first bugs that will send you, uh, tweets that, that show you good tickets to get started on. So that's, that's my shout out. Was not prepared totally off the cuff and I'm sure you can <laughs> It's all good. sounds great. <laughs> what about you, Tessa? Do you have a, something you want to shamelessly promote? Oh, I don't know. I mean, tons of things all the time. Um, I would say just in general, uh, more pr promotion of um, just the WordPress community in general. Like we've talked about it a lot in the Gutenberg. Um, get out there, contribute, like get involved. I think for me, like I started in front end development, like I feel much more comfortable now, but like it was really hard for me to see where I can contribute in terms of like, do I know this or do I not know that? Um, so just, you know, dig in, get involved in the community. And I work at Pantheon. So of course I have to do a little plug for Pantheon. Uh, we have PHP 7 by default in our hosting uh, environment. So if that's something that you also feel passionate about, check it out. Wonderful. Well, thank you both for, for coming on. Uh, and just, you know, again, you can stick around as long as you want. Um, and anybody else who, who needs a bailout, just let me know. Um, I do want to at least get to two or three other points really quickly, though, just to wrap up. Um, because, well, this first one, it's kind of like a, a little selfish because I actually recently had to uh, do a little bit of a, um, uh, like, move a, a WordPress site for a client. And so I just kind of quoted, yeah, I was like, you know, it'll probably take me two or three hours. But the problem was um, it uh, – I didn't realize how long it was actually going to take me. It ended up taking me like six hours or seven hours because um, when I they, they gave me a database dump and then like the site and everything. So I got it up. Like I always set things up like in Docker and stuff just to make sure it works. And nothing was working because all of the there was like a ton of like paths that were like hard coded and serialized data inside the database, um, which made me think like I, I think Captain Crunch went in there and started coding WordPress because it was everything was serialized. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a guy named Captain Crunch actually early on. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the, that's the, the culprit for all the serialized data. But uh, one thing that's uh, kind of tough with that, um, if uh, for those who have never really worked with serialized data, um, is that uh, PHP, the way it serializes things, is that when it serializes, say, like a, an array and it has a string in it, it actually puts the number of characters in that string. So if you want to go in there and do like a search replace, you would also have to update the count of, of characters um, in the serialized kind of uh, text blob. Otherwise, when you try to unserialize, it won't work. And so 
that was actually the first thing I did was like I went through and just searched for place. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. And then, of course, it didn't. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious, um, with all those sort of hard-coded paths and uh, URL strings that, were, that ended up in the database, I ended up just having to write a custom PHP script that would just go through and, and unserialize and reserialize and all that kind of stuff. How do I do that for future projects? <laughs> to, yeah, to like move WPCLI, stuff? that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the super easy way because that automatically does that. It has a search and replace feature that will will do that for you. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it interconnect IT? Yeah, was one of the agencies. Yes, it used to be a <laughs> used to be a, like, a PHP script that you downloaded before P WordPress CLI came along and actually put it into something that was actually sensible. Um, and it was like, hey, put this script on your put this script on your server, run this thing, and then like delete it. Um, Don't forget <laughs> to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> There's also plugins that will kind of that are kind of migration plugins that that will basically take care of this for you. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know for next time. Um, I, I totally little boiled that quote, but that's okay. I learned a little bit of something, um, and it's great that I I did this kind of just before doing the WordPress episode, so I get like a little bit of like hands-on experience with the project that we're talking about. Um, so uh, I do want to hit two more things um, uh, really quickly before we wrap it up. Uh, one. Uh, how do you all respond to developers who kind of turn up their noses at the WordPress code base? They look at it and they're like, oh my God, like, I know we've kind of talked about maintaining legacy uh, code and all that stuff, but like the ones who are kind of like really give WordPress a hard time about the ugly procedural style of the code base and all this stuff. I'm curious how your all's responses to, responses to the, when people say that. Before I drop off, I have a very passionate um comment on this. Um, I think that a lot of times we get this from other, I mean, obviously we get it outside of PHP, but I do hear this a lot from like Drupal and Joomla uh, passionate developers. Um, and to me, it's kind of one of those things of like, sure, it, you know, we might have to to kind of be compatible with all of this legacy code. But if you've ever had to migrate a Drupal or a Joomla site from one version to the next, uh, you'll want to just rip your hair out. So it's just one of those things of like, sure, we have to maintain all this code, but at the same time, you don't have to recreate an entire website just so if you want to move from like seven to eight or 2.5 to three or whatever that may look like, depending on which CMS you're in. I sort of recommend responding to people who have negative criticisms that aren't seeking to help with the, the solution to just dismiss it. Because really, at the end of the day, it's like everybody who's working on WordPress is trying to make it better. Nobody is trying to make it worse. Uh, and and that's, true for, you could, that's true for anything in life. Like everybody's just trying to do their best and they're trying to, to uh, make the best, like the most of their lives. And so if people aren't actually actu actively coming there with valid criticisms that they're then willing to like take on that workload, you know, let them, let them have those opinions because they're going to be the one, they're not going to work on WordPress anyway. They're going to go work somewhere else and they're going to do other things. And, you know, hopefully you can see them at the bar and have a drink with them and like get along in other ways. But in the meantime, it just, it just doesn't matter. It's, it's, you know, no skin off my back personally. I think some of it is like a misconception of what WordPress is too. I mean, I, I know I like in a previous uh, job, I, I was, I was interviewing for, for, like I was interviewing candidates for a senior de uh, developer position and the person said to me, oh, you don't need to be a senior developer for WordPress. And I, I, I think it was just like this idea that WordPress is like, you know, easy sauce for PHP and, and you know, it's just copy and paste and drop things in. And I think, yeah, you can do that, but, but that's not what, you know, it, that's not the only thing that you can do with WordPress. You can do it, you can take it as far as you <laughs> want to take it, right? And, and I mean, what, what other project has 15 years of history that that you have to deal with right so there's like i like i know that adam and i have worked on core tickets that were older than than my children 
So like it's like that says something for the longevity. And we closed them, by the way. They were actually still valid. That's what amazed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, what 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 other project has that kind of history and is backwards com- com- compatible? So of course there has to be some concession for code that isn't isn't you know mm-hmm. all object oriented or isn't what whatever the particular gripe is of, of of that person, you know. But look at you know if you don't like it. You know, go to wordpress.org slash help out or whatever the thing is and start contributing tickets and start making it better. I mean, you're either part of the the problem or the part of the solution, right? So Mm -hmm. true that. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up on uh, one thought here. What do you think the PHP community at large could learn from WordPress and the reverse of that? What do you think uh, WordPress could could learn uh, from the general PHP community? Coding standards. <laughs> hey, we have coding standards, thanks to Julia. Oh, I know. But... <laughs> I mean, it takes us a long time. <laughs> We're, like WordPress's coding standards, like like the way we format our, our code is much different than the PHP community. I'm not saying one is better, one is worse, but maybe some, so there needs to be a bit of a, a merging of, of concerns there. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you're digging a hole. <laughs> oh, maybe. I want to hear Jenny's answer because she's she's bridged the gap. I would say that the thing that the PHP community can learn from the WordPress community is some respect. And it's some respect in the sense that, you know, the way you treat our users, the way we take accessibility of all sorts, regardless of if it's technology or usability, like... And, and just accessible accessibility in terms of accessibility towards our conferences as well and our events. Um, mm-hmm. We take that seriously. It's as part of the community team. It's first and foremost where we are the proudest of the fact that we have a community that cares for each other. And we nurture that and we take it extremely seriously. We have these hard conversations about code of conducts and stuff like that because it matters and it's not to say that we're going to enforce anything but to say we need to have these hard conversations in a respectful manner and so the one thing i would love the php community to do is be really respectful of the people who do put time and effort into whatever open source projects they're working they're using at work whether that's composer whether that's any of the fig work all of that like php is an open source project and it's you know, a project that doesn't make money. Um, so a lot of people can, you know, take five seconds to be grateful and be respectful for the people who do work on making it our lives easier. In terms of the WordPress community, what we can learn from the PHP community, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, you know, um, there are definitely discussions to be had around the way People work with PHP and stuff like that. Um, But the reality of it is, as far as I know, and for the people who are working and are core committers, they're already listening to the conversations that are happening in the the PHP community. They might not, and quite often they don't, respond or even tell you that they're, like, listening in. But we have eyes and ears almost everywhere, I feel like. So I feel like we, you know, we're pretty covered in terms of knowing what's going on in the community. Um, I would like the WordPress community, if anything, um, to just have a op- more open dialogue with other communities. Um, it's always been my goal as a, as a person who has been working between two communities that, you know, more WordPress people 
take that plunge and do hang out with PHP people. They are nice people. Um, so <laughs> that's probably what the WordPress people could could do if they were going to do something for me. It would be go and hang out with your PHP buddies. Yeah, I think uh, just to add a point to Jenny's like thought on that is that you know listen that's 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 all we can all really do, right? Is in, in the WordPress community or the PHP community is to listen to each other, like entertain a good idea. If uh, if you know PHP is doing something great, like you know when the fig uh, formed and we're, they're starting to establish all these standards, I I felt like you know it may or may not have been true because of course we have a lot of PHP people inside of WordPress. It felt like from sort of like looking in outside in that it was kind of dismissed like oh well we have 30% of the web we don't need to listen to like these smaller communities and what they're establishing as a standard and and I just think like trying to absorb a little bit of that and see where they're coming from and giving yourself a seat at the table is going to be just as important I mean I think that that makes a big difference. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Of I would love if WordPress did adopt PSR two. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> tabs are terrible. Um, it's just really actually annoying because people complain at me in both directions because I'll have a code editor set wrong or something. Um, but yeah, I think like actually engaging with the PHP community and thinking harder about like the composer story of WordPress would be amazing. Um, I wish that. WordPress really got the religion of why Composer is amazing, um, you know, which it definitely, like, small pockets do. Like, there are people in WordPress who use Composer to install every plugin that they use, but they're, like, pockets of people, um, and I wish that, like, that were more widespread because I love Composer so much. <laughs> um, but uh, in the other direction, I think uh, Jenny's point is uh, kind of well-made, which is that, like, people like love WordPress in a way that I don't think that many people love PHP. Um, WordPress is really good at like helping people along in the process of like, you know, making sure that your site doesn't break because, you know, you're, I, I, I was just thinking earlier, I think WordPress probably has more ra name recognition in the wide world than PHP does. Um, and part of that is because people are fervent about WordPress. Once they get into it, they love it because it like cares about them. Um, and so I think um, figuring out how to be like more inclusive and all of those things is a challenge that I think all programming communities are you know facing right now. And I don't think that WordPress is perfect in it, but I do think that there's a lot of effort being put in there in a way that you know is less visible in other places. So I really do think that that is a a, a great opportunity of just like helping people come in, come along, you know not being such a jerk to them and all of that stuff. I don't think WordPress is perfect there, but it's a it's a real thing that I do think WordPress is slightly better than most other projects I see at. And I think that <laughs> is definitely a thing that I admire about WordPress and that keeps me around. For sure. Adam, do you have any final thoughts on anything like that? You know, I don't know the PHP community enough to really feel like I, I what what we could offer them, but having worked in other open source Jenny's not. She's like. I, I don't feel like I know like what WordPress could you offer, need to but get I. Out. I know I need to get out more. I'm so isolated. <laughs> I do contribute to other open source projects, though, and and I will say that uh, WordPress uh, definitely can do a better job of cultivating and onboarding contributors. It's something we've talked about trying to do a better job of for a long time. Um, our our whole 
track system for tracking bugs is, is really a pain point for new developers. For a long time, you had to use SVN. You couldn't use Git. Um, we've at least changed that. I, I look forward to the day when we move to GitHub for WordPress mm-hmm. core development. Um, but just haven't worked on other projects where you get a warm welcome and a lot of hand-holding when you're a new contributor. Um, I don't think we do a great job of that. So I think we could learn to be better, kind of more welcoming to people who want to come into the project and contribute. Um, and I personally have been more focused on uh, reaching out to the JavaScript community, which is another really large open source community that also doesn't think highly of WordPress, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough. Um, and part of how we've been doing that is by opening up uh, the NPM packages library and trying to work on GitHub and trying to bring in people who are just JavaScript people who don't know WordPress. Um, so I'm more focused on that, but but that's my answer. <laughs> I feel like Adam needs to go to a PHP conference or two. I think tech's coming up, right? (laughs) Yes, PHP tech is coming up. Um, That's an excellent segue into (laughs) wrapping this thing up because that is one of the upcoming events. Um, That's the only upcoming event that I was going to mention because I'm going to be there. So hopefully I'll see you all there Uh, May 31st through June 1st in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be giving a talk on the C-Spring, the cryptographically secure pseudo-random number generator on PHP 7. We're going to be going under the hood, talking about randomness. It'll be the most random talk you've ever seen. Uh, but I'm also going to be hosting a PHP Test Fest workshop, which is free to the public. So even if you don't have a PHP Tech uh, pass, you can come to it. I think it's like on Friday or something. Uh, go to the PHP Tech website and check it out um, to get more info. Also, the secret project will hopefully be revealed there. And um, if you're really curious, there's a hint in the frame of this frame um, for what the secret project actually is, believe it or not. So if you look really hard, you might be able to find it. Um, I do want to, um, before I um, wrap this up with the shameless plugs, I do want to give a shout out to show note contributors. Um, It's been a while since we've kind of uh, had a consistent uh, episode. So I wanted to actually give a shout out to people who have contributed um, the show notes for episodes in the past, which you can find at github.com slash PHP roundtable. And there's a repo there called show dash notes, open source markdown files that um, I just copy paste into the PHP uh, roundtable.com website to uh, load up these beautiful show notes that we have for the episodes. And I'd like to thank Christopher Thomas who contributed the notes for episode 62, all things Laravel. Thank you, Christopher, for doing that. Uh, and Shane Smith um, has been hitting us up with some new show note uh, um, contributions. Uh, Shane Smith uh, contributed episode 66, which was all about Docker, drinking the Kool-Aid, and episode 69, catching up with PHP friends, um, which was the one that I actually don't have the audio version for. Um, I, lots of people have been saying, like, it's not showing up my RSS thing. Uh, my my favorite way to view podcasts is broken or the RSS feed is broken. It's not broken. I just haven't posted it yet. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to try to get all these out when I can, but like it's been uh, kind of tough. I'm re- really looking forward to getting more on a consistent schedule um, with uh, PHP Roundtable stuff. And finally, uh, to wrap up with a developer shout out, uh, which is a uh, the segment that recognizes the developer uh, in the community for doing something really special. Uh, and the way we reward them is typically with a thank you note and a $50 Amazon gift card. And I haven't lined up a sponsor. Um, it's totally my fault. Matthew Trask has been hitting me up as one to sponsor too. Um, lots, of, lots of people wanting to sponsor it, so I appreciate that wanting to sponsor. It's all my fault for not like lining this up, but we do have a very special um, uh, um, uh, developer shout-out that was nominated by the panelists, and that is Alan Schlesser. I believe I'm saying his name right. For uh, actually pushing forward um, what was it What was it that uh, Alan, Alan was doing for the work? So happy. So Alan is one of the people who has been pushing for um, better standards of PHP in uh, in WordPress, and so he's one of the uh, um, contributors to the WordPress CLI. 
If you use WordPress and want to use command line, then definitely use the WordPress CLI. It is your best friend as a developer. And also the Surf Happy Project, which is the project to get PHP end of, um, end of life, PHP versions, um, WordPress not using them. That didn't make sense. You get the idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's that's really cool. So, Alan, I thank you so much for your contribution. I uh, your contributions. Um, I have a very special thing that I want to send you. It's not a fifty dollars Amazon gift card like we normally do, um, but I think you'll like it because it's part of the secret project, and you're going to be like one of the first people to obtain something from the secret project, which is pretty exciting for me and hopefully for you too. So, let's wrap this thing up with some shameless plugs. Where's where's the regional the assistant to the regional um, podcast host? <laughs> Probably outside pooping. So we don't have Sudo with us, unfortunately, to join us for this endless shame to end the shameless plugs. But um, why don't we have Jeremy? Jeremy, you want to? Do you have anything you want to shamelessly promote? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll promote Web Dev Studios, the company that, uh, that I work for. Uh, you can find us shorthand at wds.af. Uh, we also uh, own the company Maintain. Uh, Maintain with two ends at the end. Dot com uh, for WordPress support and maintenance and uh, eWebscapes for all of our small business uh, sort of clients that if you need a website built for, for you, we can do that for you. Wonderful. Awesome. Jenny, do you have anything you want to promote? So I'm running a Gutten Tag events coming up, um, which will be roundtables on the Gutten Tag, um, Gutenberg project. Um, so if you look up Gutentag.events, then there will be more information about that coming out soon. Um, WordPress is your big European conference is coming up, so uh, WordCamp Europe, if you'd like to come along. I think there's tickets still left. Um, we're going to Belgrade this year, so it should be a lot of fun if you're in Europe um, and further overseas to come along to Belgrade and meet up with the local WordPress community. But um, I'm going to be going to a few conferences coming up, so I'll be at uh, PHPConf in Istanbul, and then I will be at JSConf in Europe um, in Berlin. Uh, and then I'll be at WordCamp Europe. So if you're around, I would love to say hello to you all. Um, just come and find me, and that would be awesome. Awesome. Uh, what about – oh, sorry. Uh, the assistant to the podcast hope just showed up. She's really hyper. I think she she just got back from outside. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay, sorry. Okay. I was going to have her in my lap, but she doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> David, do you have anything you want to shamelessly promote? Uh, sure. If anyone is looking to learn about WordPress development, check out WPShout.com. Um, and if you want to know how the WordPress template hierarchy works, you can also go to wphierarchy.com. Very proud of that one. That's so cool. I think Jenny's going to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Hey, Adam, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I guess I'll promote 10up where I work. Uh, we're always hiring. We're a great shop, a huge WordPress shop. Um, and the other thing is I'll promote WordPress core. Come become a contributor to WordPress core. You can check out our Slack channel and join the meetings or even better, go to a contributor day at a local Word, Word camp. They're all over the world. They take place in a city near you. And a contributor Word day always, yeah, almost always happens uh, at these events, at these Word camps. And it's just a great way to sort of meet the community and find out how to get involved. And we love people who want to get involved. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, um, our next episode is probably going to be something about PHP 7.2 and or a uh, PHP tech special. I don't know if we're going to be doing a live podcast there or not, but um, we're, I'm still kind of working out the, some details on the PHP 7.2 one. Um, but uh, 
I'm glad we're getting one out finally for this year. <laughs> so if you have something that you'd like to share um, on the PHP Roundtable, maybe a topic that you'd like to chat about or you'd like to see discussed, hit me up on Twitter. I'm Sammy K. Or go to the phproundtable.com and uh, submit the, the little form that says, hey, I have an idea and let's, uh, let's do this idea because it would be really cool to do on the PHP Roundtable and I would like to do it or... I'd like to see somebody else do it. I'd like to thank Ryan, David, Tessa, Adam, Jeremy, and Jenny for joining us in this conversation. And we'll see you folks in the next episode. Peace. And the regional manager says hi by scratching your ear. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. The PHP Roundtable is recorded live using Google Hangouts on Air. If you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The theme music is provided by Bensound at bensound.com. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's M-C-M-A-N-A-M-A-N.co. Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode. 